If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. This program is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any illness. Please speak with your doctor when starting a new health program. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wellness Talk. This is George Batista, your host and your health and nutrition advocate. Wellness Talk, as always, is the show that goes over the latest in health and healing and nutrition. We also show you how to take supplements properly, and we show you how to take control of your health so you can live a longer, healthier, and happier life. I'm so grateful you guys can tune in this week. Uh, as always, uh, please like, share, and subscribe uh, to this show. Um, wherever you're listening to this show. And uh, make sure you share it with your friends and family because I'm sure they will get a lot of uh, use and a lot of value from it. Um, we also have a new Patreon membership for those of you who would like to support the show. You can support it for as little as $5 a month. That would help us uh, make sure we get new and better content out to you guys. You'll get a shout-out, by the way, if you do... Um, support the show at that level that's the wellness level one and uh also if you would like to you know go a level above then we have wellness level two it's 15 dollars a month but that gives you access to exclusive content that i have put together on specific conditions and we're talking about conditions such as high blood pressure high blood sugar uh all different types of things to help you um you know, deal with those types of issues or even arthritis or whatever the case may be. So um, be looking out for that. You can always go to PlatinumNutritionals.com if you'd like to uh, check out the uh, Patreon page. And if you're interested in joining us, uh, we'll be love to have you on board uh, the membership level. So uh, let's go over the uh, topics that we're going to go over uh, today. Um, first of all, we're going to talk about a more plant-based diet linked to lower risk of COVID-19 and its complications. Now, those of you who are on a plant-based diet, you probably are ahead of the game, uh, but this can actually also, you know, be for people who are on a regular, you know, as long as it's a good diet, I think this will be relevant, relevant for uh, you guys as well. So we're going to talk about that, and that's the latest research that has come out on that. Then we're going to talk about one of the more popular things that people have discussed lately, especially with when it comes to boosting immunity, and that's elderberry. Um, I'm sure many of you have heard of, uh, of elderberry, and um, it's, you know, it's gained more popularity recently. We're going to talk about the elderberry benefits for colds, flus, allergies, and more. So uh, stay tuned for that. I'm sure you're going to get a lot of, out of that one. Then... We're going to talk about the nine signs that you have magnesium deficiency and how to treat it. 
you know, magnesium is one of the most important, if not the most important mineral in your body because it's responsible for so much. Many people don't realize that they are magnesium deficient. It's such a huge problem uh, all around the world. So we're going to talk about those signs and symptoms that you should be looking for and how we should treat it. So stay tuned for that. All right, so let's get started. Um, one of the uh, latest articles that has come out, and again, this is the um, this is the uh, um, the more plant based diet linked to lower risk of COVID nineteen and its complications. Now, this is out of the journal Gut. Okay, so. We'll, we'll go over it a little bit here. A large study published in the journal Gun September t- uh, 2021 showed that individuals who routinely consume the more plant-based diet are less prone to contract COVID-19 infections and are less prone to having serious symptoms if they do contract the virus, okay? Now, many people in the medicinal world have suspected that this was the case, but this large study, and it, it involved actually 600,000 people in the UK and in the US, and it provides compelling evidence for the assertion. Now, obviously, you know, metabolic conditions such as, you know, obesity, type 2 diabetes have been linked to an increased risk of COVID-19 as, uh, as well as an increased risk of, you know, experiencing uh, serious symptoms once you get infected. But the impact of diet on the risk of COVID-19 infections and its complications has not been highlighted mainstream. So you don't really hear anybody talking about that these days, right? Obviously, in the mainstream media, nobody's talking about a healthy diet. Nobody's talking about a plant-based diet. Nobody's talking about taking supplements or anything, which is really, really sad. Um, So again, the study examined the data of 592,571 participants in a smartphone-based COVID-19 uh, symptom uh, study and to follow them from March 2020 until December 2020. At the start of the study, participants completed a questionnaire that asked them about their dietary habits. Before the pandemic, uh, diet quality was assessed using a healthy plant-based diet score, and the study showed that those with the top plant-based diet score, which was on the top around 25%, had a 9% lower risk of developing COVID-19 and a 41% lower risk of developing severe COVID-19 symptoms complications. So in other words, the healthier the diet, the lower the risk of infection and the complications from COVID-19. So think about that for a second, okay? So those who are on a plant-based diet in general are going to tend to have, you know, tend to going to be healthier because for the most part, usually those folks are doing healthier things to make sure they keep themselves as healthy as possible, especially during a pandemic. Now, I'm not a person who necessarily advocates that everyone should be on a plant-based diet, period, okay? I'm not on a 100% plant-based diet. However, I'm probably on an 80% plant-based diet, which means that 20% of the rest of my calories come from meat sources, and that's lean chicken, you know, lean turkey, I do consume fish as well. But I do think that a at least half or even up to 80% of your uh, diet, if it's plant-based, that's actually uh, a good thing. And it's a healthier option if you're doing it correctly. Okay, now I've got to put that caveat in there. You got to do it correctly. But this is a study that shows that 
I mean, think about it. I mean, it's 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 a huge thing. If your diet is correct, okay, as, as best as it can be, you're taking your supplements, you're doing all the things you need to do to keep yourself healthy, you're putting the odds in your favor that if you do contract COVID-19 or anything, that your outcome is going to be much better. And again, I've been talking about this for a long time. Those of you who listen to this show know that I advocate for that. I think it's very, very important. And this study is showing that. Again, no one in the mainstream media is talking about this. And and it it drives me up a wall because not that I watch CNN and MSNBC or whatever the case may be, but I do, you know, monitor them occasionally just to kind of see what they're talking about. And not once do they mention a healthy lifestyle. Not once do they mention vitamin D. Not once do they mention vitamin C. Not once do they mention, you know, lowering your weight or getting some exercise, all these types of things. No, it's all about the vaccine. It's all about, uh, you know, staying out of the hospital. But again, this is what the medical industry does, right? This is what the mainstream medical industry does. It's all about whatever the pharmaceuticals come out with and forget about healthy diet. Well, listen, if you're not looking for a healthy diet or healthy lifestyle, then don't listen to this show because that's what this show was about. So anyway, I thought that was very interesting. Uh, those of you who are on a plant-based diet, or like I said, even near a plant-based diet, for the most part, your outcomes are going to be better. So uh, very important. All right, next, from uh, uh, this is from DrAxe.com. This is Rachel Link is the author, and this is about elderberry, the benefits for colds, flus, allergies, and more. So I'm sure many of you, like I said, have heard about elderberries, many of you know some of you may have not, but we'll talk a little bit about it. First of all, elderberry is the dark purple berry from the European elder tree, and the berries are used to make medicine. Okay, so um, elderberry has been used for many, many, many years, you know, uh, to as as for medicinal purposes. Okay, so we're going to talk about um, how elderberry works and why it's so important. So, first of all, elderberry, when you're taking it in, especially the the raw berries, which are made up of 80% water, 18% carbohydrates, and less than 1% uh, each of protein and fat, okay? And elderberries are naturally high in vitamin C, vitamin A, vitamin B6, iron, and potassium, among several other essential nutrients, okay? Now, let's talk about the benefits and uses of elderberries. Number one, elderberry prevents colds and flu, okay? So elderberry extract has been shown to be safe, effective, and cost-effective in treatment for both cold, flu symptoms, thanks to its anthocyanins. Now, anthocyanins, this is where you, what you get in a lot of your uh, your berries, not only in elderberry, but you also get it in blueberries and raspberries and all different types of berries. Those, those, those really important antioxidant compounds that when they're taken in, they lower inflammation. And we're not talking inflammation just from colds and flus. We're talking inflammation when it comes to more serious things, whether it's arthritis, whether it's even cancer, they're cancer preventative, they're cancer fighting, very, very important. Number two, um, elderberries help with sinus infection aid. Uh, aid. Uh, with elderberries, anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties, it also helps to clear up sinus infections. 
Elderberry helps to lower blood sugar. Now, research has confirmed that extracts of elderflower, they stimulate the glucose metabolism and the secretions of insulin, lowering blood sugar levels. So how many people knew that, right? It's a natural diuretic. It's been shown to promote both urination and bowel movement. So those of you who are having, you know, who are maybe constipated or having issues going to the bathroom, elderberry is one of those things that can help you out in that sense. Um, it encourages healthy skin because it's got the bioflavonoids and the antioxidants, um, which is high in vitamin A content, which is great for skin, you know, great for skin health. So we also have, it eases allergies. Okay, this, by the way, vitamin C does that also. But um, since allergies are involved in an overreaction of the immune system, as well as inflammation, elderberry's ability to improve the immune system and calm inflammation helps treat allergic symptoms. Very, very important, right? Um, again, vitamin C does that. We're gonna, now we're going to get into a little, little bit of cancer uh, prevention. It helps to prevent cancer. Elderberry extracts like, um, you know, or e edible extracts like elderberry are rich in anthocyanins, which have shown to be a broad spectrum and therapeutic, pharmacologic, and anti-carcinogenic -carcinog properties. Right? Very, very huge in that. And helps to improve heart health. Now, although the studies in the field have found mixed results, there is research suggesting that elderberry extract may improve cardiovascular health and other studies that have found that elderberry extract may have beneficial effects on high blood pressure. Now, why is that? Because, again, one of the things that antioxidants do is lower inflammation. One of the reasons why people have heart disease, heart attacks, you know, those types of issues is because they have inflammation in their blood vessels. That's how all that whole cascade starts. Inflammation starts, which actually stops the production of nitric oxide, which is the gas in your uh, blood vessels, which helps your blood vessels dilate, which makes your blood vessels stiffer, which causes inflammation, which eventually brings cholesterol to that inflammation to try to help plug it over. That's all inflammation starting, right? It's, it starts inflammation there. Well, the more antioxidants you take in, the more you can bring that inflammation down, kind of like, let's say, a fire and putting the fire out with water, right? You know how the firefighters come and they, they throw water on the fire? That's what antioxidants do in general. The more antioxidants you have in your system, circulating through your system, the more nitric oxide you're going to produce, the less inflammation you're going to have and the less issues in general you're going to have when it comes to, again, dealing with a cold, flu, or whatever the case may be, okay? So, elderberry. Now, a lot of you may be wondering, how can I use elderberry? What's the best way to consume elderberry? Well, there's, diff there's many different ways you can do it. There's jellies and jams that have it. There's liquids that have it. There's teas that have it. I wouldn't recommend the teas because... Um, unless you're drinking cold tea, a lot of times the the heat when you're when you're heating up tea can actually damage the elderberry property. So I wouldn't use it in tea, but I would definitely use it in a juice, in syrup, um, in ointments. Uh, there's elderberry sprays. There's lozenges, lozenges. There's even pills and capsules and powders. Okay, so there's many different ways to consume elderberry, and you can definitely get it at your nearest, you know, your nearest health pharmacy or health store or anything like that. Now, just 
a caution for this uh, potential drug interactions. Those of you who are on diabetes medications, you know, diuretics, chemotherapy, you know, you're, you're, you're in the middle of a chemotherapy treatment or, or anything like that, or you're on an immunosuppressants, those you have to be very, very careful with that because elderberry can interact with those types of medications, okay? But other than that, elderberry is fantastic for, you know, as a general antioxidant, helping with colds and flus. So I just I suggest for anyone who's interested in immune boosting properties, check out elderberry. All right. Next, nine signs you have magnesium deficiency and how to treat it. Again, this is by Dr. Jock, Josh Axe. This is draxe.com. So let's talk about a little bit about magnesium and why it's so important. I talk about magnesium a lot on this show. Magnesium is arguably the most important mineral in the body, which is my magnesium. why magnesium deficiency can be such an issue. Okay? It, magnesium is responsible for over 400 biochemical functions in your body. 400. Think about it. And what happens if you don't have enough magnesium? Your body will ration it. Your body will use magnesium for the most important uh, functions that your body needs in order for your body to survive. And the rest, well, it's not going to, you know, whatever, whatever those compounds or whatever those um, enzymes do that magnesium helps, they're not going to work properly. Even glutathione, which is the body's most powerful antioxidant, uh, which is called the master antioxidant, requires magnesium for its synthesis. Okay. So now, what are the causes of magnesium deficiency? So where do we get magnesium in general? Okay, so magnesium is a mineral, obviously, and we generally get it in the soil, right? Because minerals, your body can't make minerals, so you have to consume them. And magnesium and other minerals tend to come from the soil. The problem is that the soil depletion and the chemicals in the food have created a recipe for disaster, okay? So, you know, as minerals are removed, stripped away, and no longer available in the soil, the percentage of magnesium present in the food has gone down. And then you add cooking on top of that, which because remember, when you cook the food, it also brings the, um, the minerals down as well, okay? Because a, a bunch of minerals get lost in the cooking. So by the time you eat it, you're really not getting much at all, right? Um, things like digestive diseases, leaky gut syndrome, chronic uh, diseases, whether, whether it's a gut issue or something like that, can definitely deplete, deplete magnesium. Medications, many, many medications will deplete magnesium. As a matter of fact, blood pressure medications, um, diuretics, anything with a diuretic property can deplete magnesium if you're not taking it in, um, if you're not replenishing it, right? So um, it's, it's very, very important. Now, you know, depending on the diet that you follow or if you're taking supplements, if you're constantly putting magnesium in, again, you're putting the odds in your favor that you're going to have enough magnesium to make things work properly. So let's talk about the symptoms of magnesium deficiency. So the first, you know, number one, leg cramps. Now, 70% of adults and 7% of children experience uh, leg cramps on a regular basis. And it turns out that leg cramps can be more than just a nuance. They can actually be excruciating, okay? Because the mag because magnesium's role in neuromuscular signals and muscle contraction, researchers have observed that magnesium deficiency is often to blame. And by the way, this happens with athletes a lot. 
you see a lot of athletes, you know, basketball athletes, football athletes, because remember, when you're playing a sport and you're losing in your sweat, you're losing minerals. Okay, remember, your sweat is not just sweat and salt and that type of thing. It's not just your body detoxifying. It is detoxifying, but you're also losing minerals in that detoxification process. So you have to constantly replenish them, right? If you're not replenishing them at the same rate that you are losing them, especially if you're an athlete, that's going to be a problem. You can develop cramps, and this is where you get a lot of athletes that are cramping up in the middle of a ball game. So they need to be taking in way more magnesium. Um, Number two, insomnia. Magnesium deficiency is often a precursor to sleep disorders. Uh, you know, and also things like anxiety, hyperactivity, and restlessness, okay? Now, it's been suggested that because magnesium is vital for GABA function, which is, a, which is the neurotransmitters in the brain known to calm your brain, um, if you don't have enough magnesium, actually, you're not going to stimulate that GABA receptor, which means you're not going to have the calmness that you need to help eventually when you sleep. So, you know, taking around 400 milligrams of magnesium before bed or with dinner is probably the best time to take it because it will help you um, sleep better. Uh, Muscle pain, fibromyalgia. Many folks uh, who have fibromyalgia are suffering from a severe magnesium deficiency. It's oftentimes linked to autoimmune disorders in general, but fibro is the big one. So remember, check out magnesium if you have fibro. Anxiety. Again, magnesium is a, has a calming effect. It is a natural muscle relaxer. If you have anxiety or you, have, or you feel like you're getting palpitations or you feel like you're getting um, muscle twitches, that can be a magnesium deficiency. So you have to look into that. High blood pressure. Magnesium works with calcium to support proper blood pressure and protect the heart. So when you're magnesium deficient, you are also... You can also be low in calcium and tend, you know, towards you know, becoming more, you know, hyperten- you know, having hypertension. So, again, that's another thing you have to be aware of. Now, type 2 diabetes. Now, a lot of people don't know that magnesium is actually tied to type 2 diabetes because one of the four main causes of magnesium deficiency is type 2 diabetes because it's, it's, a, it's, uh, it's also a common symptom. Like, for example, uh, the, um, the, the UK had uncovered that of 1,462 uh, adults they examined, low magnesium levels were 10 times more common with new diabetics and 8.6 times more common with known diabetics, okay? Now, one of the things that magnesium does, it actually helps your cells become more receptive to glucose. So if you, so if you don't have enough magnesium, you can actually become more insulin-resistant, so again, this is where magnesium shines. Um, fatigue is another issue, right? Low energy, weakness, fatigue are all common symptoms of the magnesium deficiency. Now, most chronic fatigue patients uh, are also magnesium deficient. Now, the University of Maryland, actually, uh, their medical center reported that 300 to 1,000 milligrams of magnesium per day can help. Okay, so you don't want to overdo it because the... Um, you know, I would start at, let's say, 300 to 500. Once you start getting into a 1,000 uh, milligram range, you can, one of the side effects is um, diarrhea. So, and, it, and it's basically the body's kind of set point that says, okay, we have enough magnesium. By the way, the body's uh, fail-safe with vitamin C is the same. 
right? Anything with diarrhea shows you that you have enough. So, I mean, that's pretty much the most that could happen. But I would start again around the 300 to 500 range. The RDA is 400 milligrams anyway of magnesium that you need per day. Um, those of you who are suffering with migraines, magnesium deficiency has been linked to migraine headaches due to its importance in balancing neurotransmitters in the body. Now, there was a double-blind um, placebo-controlled study that showed that 360 to 600 milligrams of magnesium daily can reduce the frequency of migraine headaches up to 42%. And by the way, I would add to that coenzyme Q10. Coenzyme Q10 has been shown to be very good for, for migraines. And last symptom is osteoporosis. The National Institute of Health reported that the average person's body contains about 25 grams of magnesium, and about half of that is in the bones, right? Because magnesium is also responsible for helping calcium get in the bone. This is important to realize, especially in the elderly who are at risk of bone weakening, okay? So it's very important to get magnesium as well, as long, along with calcium, D3, and K2, to naturally build bone density. Very, very important. So make sure that you're not at risk for magnesium deficiency, but if you're experiencing any of those uh, symptoms that I have laid out to you, it can definitely be a magnesium deficiency. So just keep that in mind. Now, just as a side note, the forms of magnesium that are the best absorbed is magnesium glycinate or magnesium threonate, okay? Um, now, gly magnesium glycinate is magnesium bound to an amino acid called glycine, which the amino acid helps magnesium piggyback and get right into the cell. And um, so that's, that's, you know, that's one of the best forms out there. Magnesium 3 and 8 is a newer emerging type of magnesium supplement that appears that actually uh, has an ability to penetrate the blood-brain barrier, okay? So it actually is able to get into the brain because the other forms of magnesium, which are, even though they're great, like magnesium glycinate, malate, but it's harder for them to penetrate into the brain. Magnesium 3 and 8 does that the best. So check that out as well. But again, Wellness Resources has some of the best magnesium you can find, especially magnesium glycinate. I would check out Relax Mag. Of those of you who are dealing with any kind of sleep issues or anxiety issues, they have a um, supplement called Relax Mag, which contains the magnesium glycinate with taurine and a few other things that will help you sleep very, very well. You can even take them during the day and they don't, it's not going to get you drowsy, but it's going to calm you. So I think you'll get a lot of, out of that. Um, so I'd recommend that for those, whether if you're dealing with uh, migraines or anxiety in general or issues with sleeping, check out Relax Mag. I think you'll get a lot out of that. All right. All right, so um, those are our articles and our sto uh, stories for the week. Again, you can go to PlatinumNutritionals.com if you want to check out any of these articles. You can also go to our Facebook page, Platinum Nutritionals. And those of you who would like to become members of the Patreon at the $5 or $15 level, uh, please go to the website and click on it and join us uh, because uh, you're going to get some fantastic content for different types of conditions. Again, those of you dealing with all kinds of conditions from high blood pressure to arthritis, you're going to get um, some really good value out of that. All right, guys. So appreciate you joining me 
Uh, hope everybody's doing well, keeping healthy. Uh, we'll be together again next week. And as always, everyone, take responsibility for your health. Take care. Have a great week. If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC.